1: So good to be with you again, and today at the moment of the show being recorded and aired, it's September 11th, and uh, this morning in my practice I was just realizing, oh yes, September 11th, of course, something incredibly powerful and important to remember happened on this day. My goddaughter Amelia was born six years ago today, and I'm celebrating that. And uh, it's interesting. I was writing today about how I realized that that's the primary thing that I think of now when I think of September 11th. And so we can reframe things. We can shift things in our mind because before her birth on September 11th, I would have Thought that September 11th would only and forever in my mind be associated with the tragedy and only the tragedy. So I say that to say there's healing that's happening all the time if we're open to it. And so not to say I've forgotten that there was tragedy and there was suffering, but now I'm focused on the love and the joy that Amelia's life brings to us. So we can shift our mind, we can shift the way we hold things, and that is miraculous healing. It really is. And that's our topic today. So I'm going to invite you to turn within and to place your hand on your heart and to take this deep breath with me. We're grateful and we're thankful to open our hearts and minds to the power of love, the presence of love, the Remembrance of love. We partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self. And we remember our divinity. And we are grateful. We're grateful and thankful to place on the holy altar fire of divine love all limiting thoughts. Anything that could create a sense of discord, disharmony, disease, discomfort, Anything that could interrupt the flow of love, we place on the holy altar of God's love for healing. We open our hearts and minds to the highest possibility of healing in our life, and we call it forth. We call it forth. We're asking for divine assistance in all areas of our life. We're opening our mind to invoke divine grace into our awareness so that it flows into our life experience. We are grateful and thankful that all healing is at the level of the mind. We're grateful we can change our mind, and we dedicate ourselves right now to that healing. In grace and gratitude, we share the benefits of our healing and our expansion with everyone because we're one with them. In gratitude, we let it be, and so it is. Amen. Oh, amen, oh, amen. Yes. So, what I was, what I've been focused on for the last few weeks now is this topic of true healing and lasting transformation. Because last week we started the Living A Course in Miracles series, again, the free series of 16 classes. And you can enroll at livingacourseinmiracles.com. That is available for you anytime you like. And uh, this week our topic is Healing Self-Esteem with Gabriel Bernstein, author of several books, uh, Putting More Ing in Your Life and Spirit Junkie. She's uh, an amazing woman from New York, and she uh, she talks about her experience on 9-11 uh, living in New York, and uh, perhaps she'll talk about that a little bit this week And in our class. So I've been focused on the true healing and the lasting transformation, which actually is one of my favorite topics. And it's one of my favorite topics because the healing that I have personally experienced, so profound and so miraculous, and I never imagined that I could experience the level of healing that I have. And it wasn't until I was willing to believe that it was possible that I began to experience it. So the the first thing, that we have to open the door to in our mind is the belief that it's possible. So for me, it's really about putting it on the altar, putting it on the altar. That's how I mentally think of it, that once I place something on the altar, it goes from being a problem that I have to now... It's in God's hands, So that's the let go, let God. And it's not easy to learn how to do this, but it's so worth it because our healing really depends on it. So I literally trained myself once I put something on the altar. I trained myself if I started thinking about it again as a problem and putting energy into the idea that I had a problem, I would say, oh, that's not my problem anymore. Now the definition of a problem really in a course of miracles is that there's only one problem and the problem is that we think we're separate from our divinity but we're not so the problem is an illusion that's why this whole experience is an illusion because the whole experience is based on the belief that we think we're separate from god but we're not and so the healing is our willingness to remember the oneness. And the best tool we have to remember the oneness is our relationships. Because in our relationships, we can totally get focused in the ego. We get focused in the needing, the wanting, the grasping. We get focused in the it's not working the way I think it should work. All of our opinions and judgments get focused very clearly on the other, on ourselves, and we ruminate in our judgments and opinions, and that creates the distress, that creates the disharmony, and the antidote is always the same thing, it's remembering the unity of all life, so we can gracefully and easily choose to remember the unity or not according to our preference in the moment. So, true healing and lasting transformation comes when we're willing to partner up and stay partnered up with the higher Holy Spirit self and release the habits, the patterns of judgment, of negativity. And so, it is that inside job. Now, it's one of the things I say is you gotta wanna. You gotta wanna have your healing more than you wanna have your problem. And that seems so simple. It might even seem trite to you that you've got to got to want to he- have your healing more than you want to have your problem. And yet, if we keep it real, which I like to do, what I can honestly say is for the longest time, I was watching myself and noticing I liked having my problems. My problems made me feel alive. They made me feel significant. And that's how the ego works. How you know that you exist to the ego is that you are suffering, that you're needing, you're wanting, you're grasping, you're lacking, you're trying to get. The ego's never satisfied. The ego's never at peace. So we get into the habit of thinking that that's who we are. That's how we are. That that's our natural state, but it's not. I assure you it's not. I never imagined I could have the peace that I have now. And not that I don't have experiences of distress, but they last for such a short time because I know that all healing is at the level of the mind. So what I'm inviting you to really recognize and consider is that you can have extraordinary, miraculous healing at all levels of your life. This is your divine destiny. You can choose to get on that bandwagon aggressively right now and partner up with your own higher self, the Holy Self, the Holy Spirit, the I Am Presence, all the same thing. You can partner up with Jesus and Mary and Buddha and Kuan Yin and all of heaven, the whole entire company of heaven will support and assist you when you make up your mind. Nothing is against you and everything is for you. But if you in your mind cherish thoughts of lack, limitation, and attack, then you're going to experience that inside and outside because that's what you're focused on, that's what you're interested in. And our whole 3D experience within this illusion of the time-space continuum, our whole experience is a projection of our thinking. And so it's all about you have free will. What will you choose to focus on? Do you choose to focus on loving your neighbor or judging them? So do unto you, do unto others as you would have done unto you because what you do unto others will be done unto you. And that is the law and there's no way around the law. So I'm going to invite you to turn to the manual for teachers, Course in Miracles manual for teachers, and the chapter 21, what is the role of words in healing? What is the role of words in healing? I love this. It says, strictly speaking, words play no part at all in healing. The motivating factor is prayer or asking. When you ask, sorry, what you ask for, you receive. But this refers to the prayer of the heart, not to the words you use in praying. So ask and it is given. Why? Because it's already been given. It's already pre-installed. Your divinity is already pre-installed. The magnificence of your God-self is already pre-installed. If you decide to not recognize it, not value it, that's up to you. That will be what you experience then. If you decide not to recognize it and not to value it, you will experience the suffering that naturally comes from disassociating from your God-self. Now, this is interesting. Strictly speaking, words play no part at all in healing. So this is Chapter 1, page 53 in the Manual for Teachers. So words are but symbols of symbols. That's what A Course in Miracles tells us. So everything in our human experience here in the illusion that we can see with our eyes is symbolic. It's an illusion. We're projecting it with our mind. So everything we see is symbolic, and words are symbols of symbols then. And they're helpful to us in organizing our thoughts. Yes, they are. So what you ask for, it says you receive. But this refers to the prayer of the heart not to the words you use in praying. Now, just a little bit about me. So I'm an Agape-trained Science of Mind practitioner, uh, trained here in Los Angeles uh, with Michael Beckwith at the Agape International Spiritual Center. I got my license 12 years ago in 2000, and then uh, I, I became a minister in 2006 from the Holmes Institute and the uh, Agape School of Ministry. And so I'm trained to pray in the spiritual mind treatment way that Ernest Holmes taught us. And in that way of praying, we don't ask for anything because that's considered a beseeching prayer. We use affirmative prayer, which is knowing. And since studying A Course in Miracles, since having become a minister, I have found that it is very helpful to ask. But the only thing I ask for is assistance in recognizing the truth. I ask. For assistance. That's the partnering up with the higher Holy Spirit self. Because I don't think of myself as separate from God or separate from the Holy Spirit or separate from Jesus and Buddha and Krishna and Kuan Yin. I'm asking for assistance in the same way that I would ask assistance from a friend, from a loved one, from a colleague. I'm asking for assistance in one thing, Seeing, knowing, feeling, hearing clearly. I'm asking for assistance in clarity. I'm asking for assistance in releasing that which blocks and prevents my clarity. And doing this over and over and over again throughout the day has brought me miraculous healing so words play a part in it simply because they help me focus but it is exactly what is said here in this this chapter 21 of the manual for teachers it's the prayer of the heart so my heart is saying i am interested in the truth that sets me free i'm no longer interested in the meaning that i have made of the circumstances i'm no longer interested in projecting thoughts of lack and attack, limitation and separation. Now I'm interested in partnering up so that I can live in clarity and purity. I'm cultivating a pristine awareness of the truth, not something that comes and goes, not something that's temporary or temporal. I'm interested only in knowing the truth. And so all day long, what I learned to do that was so helpful for me is every time I thought a thought that was a thought of separation, I began to notice that I was suffering and it was time for me to partner up. So I began to take it seriously. I began to discipline myself to not tolerate the thoughts of lack and attack that were making me so miserable. I began to draw a line in my mind and say, I'm not going to give myself permission to create destructive experiences anymore. I'm not going to give myself permission to think thoughts of lack and attack anymore because I not interested in having that experience anymore so this is what we're focused on today miraculous healing calling it forth getting into where the rubber meets the road in our own life I'm Jennifer Hadley and you're listening to A Course in Miracles we're walking the talk we're living the love I'll be right back
0: Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk.
1: And we're back. So, it's the prayer of the heart. This is what we're... It, it, the The prayer is answered according to the prayer of the heart. This is what 's important, and we can use all kinds of fancy words you know you know how it is you you can put in the basket or make a tithe offering anywhere, but if you 're doing it for show it it's it 's from a different motivation so it 's always about what is your intention what is your motivation in that moment that 's the energy that you 're putting into it. So we can ask for assistance without beseeching, without begging. We ask knowing that it's already given. We ask knowing that it's our birthright. This is so important in my healing experience, this recognition, because I had this idea, check this out, I had this idea for the longest time that I needed to do everything on my own. And my experience in the science of mind training was in, in, in some ways interpreted through the ego mind as thinking, I've got to do this on my own. I can't ask for assistance. I have to do it on my own. Now I, I understand even better that it really is about my knowing and I have found such huge miraculous benefit from partnering up every day. So this is why I started my daily prayer, my prayer for today. Every day I record a new prayer and you can listen to it on the phone. You can listen to it online. You can download it from iTunes. There's all different ways you can get it. So, uh, you can go to jenniferhadley.com, and it's there on my prayer page. It's there on my blog page. You can get this daily prayer, and you can be my prayer partner. And every day I send an email to those who wish to receive it. I call it my spiritual espresso, and it's got the click and pray in it. So you can click and pray with me. Many people let me know that they call the prayer, first thing in the morning, last thing at night, while they're getting dressed, all kinds of ways on their way to work. Everybody listens to it at different times. It's part of their spiritual practice, and you can join us, thousands of people all over the world. And what I tell people is, if you sign up for the daily email, and you, in some way, the ego mind says, that's too many emails every day. I can't read that. I can't listen to that. I don't have three, four, five minutes for my spiritual practice. That's too much because the ego will definitely say, I don't have five minutes to call forth my good and to align with the spirit. The ego will always say, five minutes? I don't have five minutes. (laughs) No, the ego will convince us that it's much more productive to do something else in those five minutes and spend the rest of the day spinning out, worrying, energizing the problems. But what I encourage people to consider is when you see it in your email, you can just say, I'm blessed. So even if the ego is convincing you, you don't have time to read it, you don't have time to listen to it, you can still just say, oh, I'm blessed. Bless me, God. I'm blessed. I partner up with the Holy Spirit. Take 10 seconds, 5 seconds. Put your hand on your heart for 15 seconds. Take that breath of love and gratitude every time you see the email. There are all kinds of ways that we can focus in spiritual practice and return to the prayer of the heart. Because remember, the prayer of the heart is always answered. So it's not about the words. And every month, I serve on the Agape prayer ministry. And so people call for prayer, like with the um, Silent Unity. And oftentimes, when I'm serving on the prayer ministry and praying with people, when they call and they say, I'd like prayer, and I say, what would you like prayer about? And they always say, I would like prayer for... And then they tell me what they don't have and what they'd like to get. And on the agape prayer line, we're, we're actually not allowed to counsel anyone. So I don't go into counseling. I just go into prayer. And I know that prayer works, so I know that that's all that's needed. However, I do find it interesting that most people who call for prayer They're asking for stuff. They think the answered prayer is the material stuff in this world. And of course it's not, because everything that we see and touch in this world is symbolic. It's symbolic. So what many people are actually requesting prayer for is the materialization of false idols the materialization of false idols. And so they have lost sight that that is exactly what is creating their challenge, that they think they need something. They're trying to get something. They're energizing lack and attack even in their prayer request. So we're open. Our hearts and minds to really value more than anything else the gifts of our divinity. And the gifts of our divinity are our natural state, our true identity. They are the kingdom that is pre installed within. So as soon as we value the kingdom more, the kingdom within more than the experience without, the experience that the body is having, then we will experience the true freedom and liberation in the mind, and then we'll be able to manifest and demonstrate whatever is needed for us to fully express God's love in this world. If there is something that's needed in the physical, it will be materialized. And I've I've really seen this shift and change in my life. So when I was focused on my opinions and my judgments, I was focused on my own personal thoughts of lack and attack. Because all judgments are thoughts of lack and attack. Attack is never justified. Anger is never justified. And so I would think the thoughts of, Lack, I'm not good enough, they're not good enough. And then I would experience that lack in my finances, in my love life, in my relationships, in my work, and all over the place. Because that's what I was focused on. My mind was focused on lack, and lack was showing up everywhere in my life. (laughs) Everywhere. On all fronts. And I thought the answer was getting more stuff, you know, getting the boyfriend, getting the friends, getting the job, getting the money, getting the this, getting the that. I thought that's what would be the answered prayer, and I actually used to make lists of stuff because that's that's there are spiritual teachers that teach you to make lists of the stuff you want, right? Yeah. It keeps us tethered to the world of lack and limitation. It does. It does. It really does. So we're opening our mind to the prayer of the heart. We're allowing ourselves to feel and experience the prayer of the heart. In back in the manual for teachers, here, page uh, thirty-three, chapter twenty-one, paragraph three, it says, "The prayer." for things of this world will bring experience of this world. The prayer for things of this world will bring experience of this world. If the prayer of the heart asks for this, this will be given because this will be received. So you see, if the prayer of our heart is for an experience, we'll get one because that's what we're willing to receive. In order, and everything is going to be designed for us to wake up within the illusion. So if we're asking for an experience, and our prayer of our heart is we want to experience abundance, we want to experience prosperity, but we're making that prayer from thinking we don't have it, we're in lack and limitation, aren't we going to experience more of that? It says here, it is impossible that the prayer of the heart remain unanswered in the perception of the one who asks. If he asks for the impossible, if he wants what does not exist, or seeks for illusions in his heart, seeks for illusions, the stuff, all this becomes... His own. The power of the decision offers it to him as he requests. Herein the hell and heaven. Herein lie hell and heaven. The sleeping son of God has but this power left to him. It is enough. His words do not matter. Only the word of God has any meaning because it symbolizes that which has no human symbols at all. The Holy Spirit alone understands what the word stands for, and this, too, is enough. If the teacher of God then is the teacher of God then to avoid the use of words in his teaching, not indeed. No, there are many who must be reached through words, being as yet unable to hear in silence. So we're cultivating in our heart that deep desire to simply know ourselves, to know the truth that sets us free. It's never in the stuff. and it, it, it took me a long time to get this because I, I feel like I was such a slow learner because I had so many attachments to the stuff. You know, I really thought that my life was about working to get the stuff. I really thought that my liberation was dependent upon me getting the stuff. You know, and the stuff is the money, the recognition, the admiration, the accomplishment, all things in this world. All things that I could point to in this world. And when I finally got, it ain't about that, everything opened up for me. And I began to have miraculous healing. So it took my willingness. At first it was a little willingness. And then I grew my willingness and I grew my willingness. My willingness... To stop valuing that which truly has no value. How many more lifetimes do you want to have chasing the stuff? The stuff never makes us happy, right? I know people that have accomplished great, grand, and glorious things. And then as soon as they accomplished it, they crashed and burned. Right? So they thought the stuff would make them happy. They managed to accomplish miraculous things, or so they seemed miraculous, because they seemed so big and so momentous in this world of illusion, and yet they came crashing down just because the person had an attachment to it. They had an attachment to it. Oh. And I know people who will say they're afraid to want anything because they feel like everything that they really cherish will get ripped from them. And that's how it appears sometimes in this world. We are at a point in our spiritual growth and unfoldment, our waking up, where if we have an attachment to anything, and we're praying to know the truth, then that healing, that knowing the truth, is going to require us to give up that attachment. So sometimes the very best thing that can happen for us is the thing that we cherish, the attachment that we have, gets lost. It seems to be taken from us. It seems to be ripped from us. It seems to burn to the ground. And then we can actually finally deal head-on with the attachment. Remember, all attachment creates suffering. Our suffering is up to us. We can have miraculous and lasting extraordinary healing. We don't have to give up the stuff. We just have to give up the attachment. And that's what I finally figured out. I didn't have to give up the stuff. I just had to give up the attachment. And for me, all of this deep, deep learning came to me through incredible suffering emotionally and mentally. Thank God, not so much physically, but mentally, emotionally, financially, because I had such strong attachments. I was one of those people that made lists of the stuff I want. I wanted to be a master manifester. And then I realized, oh, I've lost my mind. No, what I'm really interested in is freedom, true freedom, finding freedom in my heart, finding freedom in my mind, and living a life of freedom and true prosperity. As Eric Butterworth talks about true prosperity. True prosperity is that freedom in the heart and the mind. Once you really value and cherish the kingdom that is within, everything is added unto you. So, where I used to struggle to pay my bills, I don't anymore. How wonderful is that? It's really because I did the forgiveness work. I know that. I know that. For the longest time, people would talk about, like Edwin Gaines, Michael Beckwith, and lots of teachers would talk about how prosperity and forgiveness are related. And I just didn't see the connection until I did the forgiveness work. And then I experienced a greater flow of prosperity in my life. Hello. You know, like I say, sometimes it seems like I'm a slow learner. And I think that... I. Because I was such, seemed to be so caught up in density, so caught up in the world of form, I have more to share about my journey of healing. And I have seen not just myself, but other people experience miraculous healing physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, financial healing because they began to value that which is truly valuable. So this is your invitation to find true freedom and miraculous healing. I'm inviting you during the break. We're going to go to break in just a moment. Go to livingacourseinmiracles.com if you're on the computer. Sign up for our free classes. This week, it's healing and self-esteem. Next week, we're talking about in career. We've got, we're have got we going to heal depression. We're going to talk about all of this. com totally free. Share it with a friend and a loved one. So right now, it's time for us to go to a break. And I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio, where we are walking the talk, we're living the love, and I'll be right back.
0: Pray more and play more at Unity Village. Join like-minded friends for the Unity World Day of Prayer Retreat, Living the Life Divine, Fully Human, Fully Divine, September 9th through 14th, 2012. Explore who you're truly meant to be with presenter Rev. Mary Omwake and soul-stirring music by Devotion. Plus, be at Unity Village front and centered for Unity World Day of Prayer activities. To register, visit unityvillage.org forward slash prayer or call 1 866 34 Unity. That's 1 866 34 U N I T Y.
2: What is the key to happiness?
1: miraculous healing is our destiny it's our birthright we can delay as long as we want this is why i encourage people to just make a decision how much longer do you feel like you'd like to be miserable like how much longer do you want to delay your healing because of course of miracles tells us all the time it's all awaiting our decision. We have to decide for our healing. This is our job. We have to decide for our healing. And check this out. This is one of the things that most spiritual seekers really oh procrastinate on. And I know I was one of them. And I still did do it to some degree. So I'm definitely talking to myself. And this spiritual procrastination is, it's settling, it's coping, it's managing our problems instead of healing them, instead of calling for miraculous healing. Now, here's one of the things I've discovered about healing. On a certain level, I don't know how it happens, and I don't need to know, I don't care. It's like, when I start my car, I don't know what happens under the hood. I have no idea. I know there's something about a spark. There's something about combustion. There's gas. There's oil. There's things that turn and whir and belts. But how does it work? I have no idea. But I do know how to drive my car. So I know to go into prayer. I know to partner up. How it is that things shift and change throughout time and space, how it is that the miraculous healing happens, I don't know. I, I don't care to know. It doesn't really matter to me. All I know is my piece of the equation is I must recognize that my thoughts of lack and attack, my thoughts of judgment, my opinions, these are the cause of my suffering. There is no other outside cause of my suffering. All the suffering that I experience in this world is caused by my thinking. I don't need to blame anyone. I just say, wow, I am so grateful to recognize that I can change my mind. And it feels so hard to change our mind sometimes because we're so attached mentally and emotionally to our way of looking at it, our point of view, our thoughts of lack and attack. So this is why partnering up with the higher Holy Spirit self, we've got then some divine assistance in releasing these thoughts. Because all the suffering is created from the thoughts of lack and attack, it really helps to get divine assistance in releasing them. So for me, that's what I use the the metaphor of placing them on the holy altar. And I actually have altars in several rooms in my home for that purpose of constantly reminding myself, put it on the altar, girl, put it on the altar. Come on, sweetheart, put it on the altar. You want to carry that around and stab yourself with it? You want to hurt yourself with that thought? Or would you like to put it on the altar? Because for me, in the worst times of my life, the deepest, darkest, most painful times of my life, my suffering was not caused by my circumstances. It was caused by the way I was thinking about my life, my experiences. It was always, the suffering was always because of the meaning that I made of it. Yes, and I know this now, so this is why I don't try to go it alone anymore. I do everything in a divine partnership, so before I get out of bed in the morning, I'm calling for divine assistance, and I'm giving thanks for my precious life, because I have a divine opportunity to remember the truth that sets me free and I share the benefits with everyone in every moment. This is my divine opportunity. This is what I'm interested in energizing. The prayer of my heart is for the liberation of all humanity, all sentient beings from suffering. I'm more interested in that than I am in getting a new car (laughs) or losing 10 pounds or, or any crazy thing. I'm interested in the liberation from suffering. And I absolutely know that my daily spiritual practice, my moment-by-moment choice, contributes to that healing, to that miraculous healing. So it's really, the I of myself can do nothing. So I'm not trying to do the heavy lifting by myself anymore. I give the holy lifting to the Holy Spirit. But the key to our miraculous healing is absolutely our willingness to call it forth and to stand in it moment by moment it it takes tremendous willingness it takes tremendous fortitude it takes takes a deep desire of the heart to call forth the highest levels of miraculous healing i mean there are there is no order of difficulty in miracles it's true you know that it really is true but in, in our human experience, we put everything into levels and order of difficulty. So no matter how big you think the problem is, the miraculous healing is available to you as soon as you become more interested in that than you are in your own personal library of thoughts of lack and attack. Oh, so we're giving up the identification with the ego, and we're remembering ourselves as pure spirit. Yes. And it's so helpful when we're the two or more who are gathered, isn't it? And this is why I offer so many things for free where we can be the two or more who are gathered in the daily prayer and inspiration, in the Living a Course of Miracles classes. Thousands of people all over the world participate in the Living a Course of Miracles classes. You too can join us at com. I'm so excited this week to uh, have Gabby Bernstein with us and to be focused on the topic of healing self-esteem because to me this is the biggest issue that most people have and they don't even realize that it's really a spiritual crisis that's going on. So we are calling forth amazing, magnificent healing. Yes, we are. And I'm so grateful for your participation and your cultivating your personal willingness. Nothing is more important than this. Nothing is more important than our remembering our divinity. Nothing is more important than our willingness to release the thoughts of lack and attack and remember that miraculous healing is always available to us always available to us it never is outside of us ourselves so we're opening our hearts and minds to the highest level of healing right now i'm going to invite you to join me in prayer and remember you can go to jenniferhadley.com and sign up for my daily blog become my prayer partner I also have my, my new program, my Sacred Circle program, which is on Tuesdays also. And you can ask me questions every week. So you can join us for as little as $10 a month, $10 a month to be part of my Sacred Circle. So let's take this breath of gratitude with our hand on our heart right now. We're partnering up with the higher Holy Spirit self, and we are calling forth our healing. We are calling forth an awareness of our divinity that is unprecedented, and we truly place on the holy altar fire of God's love any resistance, any reluctance. Anything that could stand in the way of our healing, we're giving it to God right now. We're invoking the Holy Spirit into our mind, into our heart, into our life. We are truly grateful to declare ourselves available for a life of profound love and healing. Indeed, We share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. We share our healing with all. All boats rise on this holy tide of love. In grace and in gratitude, we accept our healing fully. We allow it to be, and so it is. Amen, amen, amen. Yes. Have a great week. I love you. and. You're a miracle, baby.